Thank you for joining us today. This is Clint Byers, lead pastor of Forward Church. I pray this message blesses and encourages you. I hope it inspires transformative grace in your heart and establishes you even deeper in your new covenant identity in Christ. Now take a deep breath, become aware of God's spirit within you, and enjoy the message. Good morning. How's everybody? I'm sure you guys are about as excited as me. I'm, it's kind of like winning the lottery, I guess, the feeling when Clint says, hey, can you speak, yeah. right? Maybe not so much for y'all, but for me, um, very exciting to be able to uh, come up and share from the heart. So I'm a little loud. Courtney, If you, I feel like I'm bouncing around up here. Um, you'll get some George Orwell quotes today. So there you go. I mean, does anybody, how many know who George Orwell is, right? How many have read 1984? Uh, you, you need to add that to your list, right? Have Animal Farm, right? Okay. Um, does that give you any indication where I'm going today? I know. Relax, relax. I'm not going to do that to you, right? But he says some very interesting things that I think are relevant to our times. But what I'm really after today is the Lord spoke, just dropped one thing into my heart. He just said, truth. What is truth? It's under assault today, would you say? I mean, in our lifetimes, we have watched truth be redefined constantly. What is true? I mean, we have to, have to kind of gather our our thoughts around that because we tend to just take what we're told. Did you used to go to the doctor and, and just anticipate that whatever they said was true? Did you not have some set of expectations whenever you had a professional in your presence, especially if you weren't particularly well-versed and hadn't gone to med school and that, that they were going to tell you what was true? I mean, it's a confidence of professionalism and expertise, right? When we used to listen to Walter Cronkite, or, well, you never did. That, that was like 30 years before your time. But anyway, <laughs> when, you, it's, when the newscast seemed to be a source of, right, it felt like it anyway. Maybe we were deceived even then. I, as we look back, I, I think we find that. But in, in the course of history, there has to be truth. And I would submit to you that for our country as a whole, as we watch it fragment, would you not, would, would we be in agreement if we said it felt at least or looking at it that our country is fragmenting? Yeah. It's becoming less cohesive. Well, what, what is it that binds it? I keep asking myself this question. What is it that binds our nation or any group of people? It has to be something common. And I think what it was, at least when I was growing up as a young man, is truth. We may not all agree on everything, but there were some inherent eternal truths that, wow, that, that, that wove together this tapestry of America. You know, in the early days of the revolution and the pre-revolutionary time, they didn't talk about the United States. They talked about these United States. Language is important. There's a difference. The talks of one. These talks of many coming together, right? 
we've seemed to have lost that in the language. And I think what, what is important to us is we've lost the language. Somebody else is redefining the terms for us, right? So Orwell says this, among many others, other things. Who controls the past controls the future. Who controls the present controls the past. Have you felt like they're trying to redefine our past? When you think about that, think about the preciousness of the gift of the written word for us. It's not changing. If you don't have a written Bible in your home, get one. I, I know that's a funny thing to say. I mean, I grew up at a time when we had this massive Bible. It was large. It never got open, but it was really pretty. It was really big and heavy. And we'd move it around at Christmas time because it was in the way of some decoration or something. But it's just, it's just this giant thing. But the preservation of that word is going to be our reference for the truth. All right? Because they, in an electronic world, in an instant, when all paper documents cease to exist, what is the truth? As Orwell argues in 1984, who, they rewrite the history. There's folks whose job is to constantly rewrite history in that story, right? And who gets to do that? Those who control the present. Remember the uh, Peretti novels, This Present Darkness? Anybody read any of those? Um, they're, they're pretty clever uh, stories, and they're very imaginative and, and they may just they may freak you out a little bit, but they're really clever stories about the spiritual, the unseen spiritual world, right? And kind of vivid imagination. But we live in this present darkness because there is unseen powers working against us, and their number one mode of operation, what the devil is called, what the father of what's the opposite of the lie? What's the opposite of truth? If it's not truth, it's a lie. This is important. And when they get to bend the words and bend the language, when I say they, it could be any, this happens in the church. We had a great speaker when Lucas was with us a little while ago, talked about the left, the, what's going on in the left side of the church, the movement, the progressive movement within the church to abandon truth in pursuit of camaraderie, peace, and, and just ease in the pews. We don't want to offend anybody, lest I say the word gender inside this room. Why? That's funny that that's even a word that could make people uncomfortable now, right? How has that happened? Because someone has co-opted the language, and we've sat back and allowed it. How do, you, how do you manage that? What do you do with that? How do you intake what is true? Orwell also said, I like this a lot. Not everything he said is great, but some of this stuff's pretty cool. In a time of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Isn't that weird that it feels, it kind of feels like that now, doesn't it? To speak boldly and speak the truth, not in anger, malice, intimidation, or hurtfulness, but to speak the truth is a revolutionary act. 
I mean, what, we're, we're faced with this. We've got a government that says we will mandate that you will inject this into your body. Trust us. What do you do with that if you don't know the truth? And how do you find the truth in an arena like that? Right? We're all, we're all uh, viral immunologists, right? We all have expertise in that area. No, we don't. And so we rely on the experts. But what do the experts tell us? It depends on what day it is, right? It, I mean, that's funny, but it does. It depends on which political wind is blowing most, unfortunately. So do not be dismayed, though. What do we have? Let's go to some scripture here. Let's, uh, what do we got first on the list back there? John, I think a lot of this is in the book of John. 832. Scripture says, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I mean, we've heard it before. And we, we hear, and like most scriptures, we, sit, we, we get these words, and we just kind of grab onto whichever thing's most important to us at the time, right? Oh, being free. I want to be free. But what makes me free? Well, truth. Okay, that sounds good. But what does that even mean? And does that even mean the same thing today as it meant 100 years ago, right? How many of you have a copy of Webster's Original Dictionary? Well, you should. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> Where's Sam? I bet he's got one, right? <laughs> So in 1828, Daniel Webster, without the aid of this, by hand, without the aid of a ballpoint pen, he had quill and ink, got all the words of the English language that he could get and defined them. Let, let's look at, let's, let's go now, let's go to a current definition. I'll, I'll, I'll hold that thought for a second. So if you Google it now, you'll end up somewhere on Wikipedia and you'll get some kind of version of what is supposed to be true. Wikipedia presents itself as what? Truth. CNN presents themselves as, right? Fox presents itself. The White House press secretary presents herself as, who gets to determine truth at the end of the day? What the scriptures say, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Watch out for, for progressives who use phraseology like that and then proceed to tell you what they think is true, right? Let's go back to, let's look at what the, the current, if I knew how to use my phone, it would be helpful. A current definition of truth. If you look it up, you'll get something really short. And even in the, what's now called the Merriam-Webster's uh, Dictionary, which is not Daniel's Webster's original dictionary, it's a, basically, currently, the, the language says, it's the body of real things. The body of real things. That doesn't sound like a really good definition to me. Maybe the body of real things, events, and facts. Let's go back to what... Daniel said it was, not Daniel of the Bible, Daniel Webster of American history, and it reads much more interestingly. Bear with me. I should have printed this out so you could see it, but you can look it up in Webster's 1828 Dictionary. It says, conformity to fact or reality, 
exact accordance with that which is or has been or shall be. Where do you hear language like that? Huh? What is, what was, and shall be, that, that's biblical language. The truth of history constitutes its whole value. We rely on the truth of the scriptural prophecies. This is what the dictionary used to say. And then he always gave examples for how his words are used, uh, the words within his, his dictionary are used. So how does he do his examples? Listen to this. My mouth shall speak truth, Proverbs 8, 7. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth, John 17, 17. This is Daniel Webster's dictionary. This is what this nation was raised upon. You th this was the only available dictionary to our schools for 100 years, right? The true state of facts are things. The duty of a court of justice is to discover the truth. Conformity of words to thoughts, which is called moral truth. Correct opinion, fidelity, constancy, honesty, virtue, exactness, conformity to rule. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in the truth of God is his veracity and faithfulness. I have walked in thy truth. Jesus Christ is called the truth. Pretty cool, huh? Today all we get is the body of real things. We don't even know what's real anymore. We can't distinguish male from female. We can't distinguish gender. The word means something entirely different now. It's a challenge for us. But the challenge puts the responsibility where? On us. As God's ambassadors, the responsibility of us is to proclaim the to a dying world. They're dying because they don't know the truth. They have been told a lie and they believe it. Right? Truth always wins. Does it not? Next scripture. Let's go up uh, John 16, 13. When he, the spirit of truth, that's pretty cool. I mean, think that truth is not a, an absent word in the Bible. When he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. Who's the spirit of truth? The Holy Spirit. Right? The Holy Spirit was working in Philip and Robin's lives just in, and in our lives all the time. Have you adjusted your tuning to hear that better? To hear from the Spirit better? He is constantly speaking to us. He doesn't just tune in at 7 o'clock on Sunday nights. He's not like 60 minutes. It's not just once a week, you know. It's, it's, and that's you better get it then or you're not going to get it. All the time. Ever present. Always pressing in to reveal what is what? True. We are faced, we are barraged constantly in our lives with questions that demand an answer of truth or lie. Robin was being presented with a lie. And that lie was fear. She chose by a force of her will and a prompting of the Holy Spirit to declare the truth. I will not leave you nor forsake you. I am with thee. Every moment of our lives, every moment brought down to its briefest point, God is speaking to us in truth, declaring to us what is true. 
But we tend to fill much of our days listening to lies, entertaining lies. I would argue that we should all be seekers of the truth. The safe place to find that, if you can't just in a moment like we had in worship today, I don't know about y'all, but I felt remarkably refreshed in worship today. We, they, they, they got there. Thank you all for, for that. Got me there, you know, and it's all, all dependent. I think it was all the drummer this time. He, he was all over it. So it just. It <laughs> no, it was me allowing myself to listen to the voice of God. As they sung truth, I heard truth and I pursued truth within, within my own self to, for refreshing, right? But it is good to know that the Spirit of God is the Spirit of truth. Next slide would be John 17, 17, which Daniel Webster used in his definition of the word as a reference. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a guide unto my path. This is the course forward for our nation, for us individually in our lives, for the world. We have to guide them into truth. They will not find it on their own because they're being led by deceivers. And it's time for the rebellion of truth to happen. We've got to be bold to speak truth into people's lives. And that can be very kind. I'm more the brave heart, you know, truth. <laughs> Give me a big sword, right? You know, <laughs> few, few, all men die, but few men live. Ah, I'm running to go chopping people, right? <laughs> that, that's, that, that, that's kind of my approach. But that's not really what the world needs today. It's that person in front of you at that line that is trapped in fear. It's that person that can't let go of that mask. Not because it's protecting them, but it is hiding them in fear. And there's a way forward with love. And it's not about telling them whether masks work or don't work. That's not the point. What is worth telling them is God is with you. He will not forsake you. If you will embrace the truth, it shall set you free. You shall not be afraid. Have you ever looked at the progression of fear? Have you ever looked at that? What does the Bible say? Fear, doubt. It's the next word. That's a progression. Right? Why couldn't they heal the sick? Because of their unbelief. Unbelief is, is the direct result of fear manifest in your life. You will develop a wrong belief if you let your worldview of God be dictated by fear. And then this is the gospel you're going to present to the world. People do it all the time. Robin was careful not to let anybody into her room that was animated by fear. As well-meaning as they might be. Have you ever heard somebody say something stupid like, God just need another angel in heaven. No, he doesn't. He needs his children to walk in bold truth on earth. 
of this kingdom, the gates of hell shall not prevail. How can they not prevail? Because they can't stand up to truth. The walls of Jericho fell because of truth. They were surrounded by truth. Every opposition to God falls in the face of truth. We are commissioned. We are commissioned. Next slide, John 14, 6. I cannot see that clock. Does anybody that ever stands up here can actually see that clock with those lights in your eyes? Well, I have no idea what time it is. All right. Jesus said, I'm just trying to be mindful of your time, right? I heard Lyle's stomach growling. Um, Jesus answered, I, I did. I am the way and the truth and the life. Jesus is the truth. What else did it say in the book of John? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. And the Word was with God. And the Word became flesh. Oh, man, it dwelt among us. He is the truth. He is the answer. He reconciles all things. Right? We cannot cower and be told not to. No one comes to the Father. There is no other way. There is no other way to God except through Christ. That's a beautiful thing. Philippians 4.8. Did I give you all that one too? If you don't think truth is important, I'm telling you it is. It's all over the Bible. It's front to back. It's everywhere. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is what? True. Well, how do we know what's true? <laughs> back in the Bible. The spirit of truth who's with us will, will confirm. When you are challenged with something, get quiet, listen to God, see what He says. You will know. If there is doubt, if there is uncertainty, then you're on the wrong track. Okay? God does not prod you with uncertainty or fear. He does not motivate you by threatening or scaring you. He leads and guides you into all truth right whatever is true look at the all these words that are strung together if you need something to focus on in your life look at these whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure all these words build upon each other and are dependent upon each other whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things you know, they say you are what you eat. Watch out. <laughs> I know what's in your refrigerators. I know what y'all eat. I know what's in mine. You are what you think. Much more so than what you eat. Because out of that becomes your set of beliefs, or guess what? Your set of unbeliefs. Unbelief is not the absence of belief. It's not, what, was, what did they call 7-Up? The Uncola? I'm not even sure what that meant. <laughs> I, I, I guess it just meant it was not like black poison like Coca-Cola is. It, 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 was just, it was just clear poison. I don't know, right? Unbelief is not the absence of belief, but it's a substitution of wrong beliefs. There's a distinction. 
we, by fear, can get motivated all the way into unbelief, can't we? And we are of no earthly good if that's where we land. But by the Spirit of truth, we can be led in a path of righteousness for His namesake. Right? How many of you are going to pursue truth? Seek truth. Be an ambassador of truth. The world needs it. They are confused, folks. They are confused. We are the light of the world. I mean, it's, it's not this platform. It is where you are in your life every moment of your day. In front of your family. In front of your co-workers. That person in the car next to you that sees you laying on the horn because the poor person in front of you hesitated for just a second. Guilty as charged. Thankfully, the horn in my current vehicle doesn't work real well. There's like this delay. So I usually get off the press in it before it ever makes a noise. Right? It gives me that second. It's like I, I said, Lord, you know, if you could just put a, a, a delay on my tongue... Just as five seconds is all I need, I would be a lot better off, right? You know, in radio, they did that. I think when Rush Limbaugh, there was a delay between just, just enough time where they could catch some crazy guy that calls in and chop them before the, it went to the live broadcast. I just said, Lord, give me that. I, just install that in me, and I'll be really good for you. He said, no, guard your heart. That will guard what comes out of your mouth. Because out of your heart flows all the issues of life. How do we guard our heart? By flooding it with truth. Right? Whatever. Back up one more time. Philippians 4.8. We'll leave it on this. I think Adam's going to... Adam, you still in the room? You're going to come up and, and close for us? Admonish us once again, my friend. Come on up here. Finally, brothers and sisters. It's a good way to end, right? Finally. It's the word you've been waiting for, right? <laughs> finally. Finally. Lunch. No. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble. Who likes the word noble? Is that word even again? Isn't that beautiful? Can I, it's, 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 just, it's just beautiful. Whatever is right, whatever is pure, pure is really beautiful. That is, that is something. Isn't that what you want to project? You know, when you walk in a room, do you light it up or do, or, or do things grow dim? When you walk in a room, right? You're going to light it up if this is what's saturated in your being, if truth is saturated in your being, because you're bringing it in. Whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. And you will be a mighty ambassador, well-equipped for the kingdom work ahead. Amen? Amen. 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 Thank you all. God bless you. Yeah. That's good. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Thank you. That was awesome. Let's show him some love one more time. That was good, wasn't it? 
Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you that we are filled with your spirit and your spirit is always speaking and telling us and guiding us and leading us into truth, God. We thank you for your boldness. It doesn't even have to be our boldness, but your boldness within us that will speak and declare the, your truth in love, God. Thank you so much for trusting us with your word. Thank you so much for calling us the light of the world that's here now, Lord. Thank you that your light shines brightly in us and through us, bringing truth of who you are, of your goodness, of your love, of your kindness, of your power, of your will, God. Thank you, Jesus. We just surrender to that light. We yield to your spirit within us to shine and bring that truth everywhere we go to ourselves, to our families, to our friends, to our coworkers, our communities, God. May, may our uh, sphere of influence be impacted and transformed by the light that you shine through our lives, God. Thank you that we make a difference because you are in us. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, we just wanted to give you guys a chance to give. Just a reminder, if you want to give today, they're going to throw up the giving slide with all the um, ways that you can give right there. So if you'd like to do that, you can do that on your way out today. Would you guys stand with me? I just want to kind of leave with a little bit of an activation exercise. Can we do that? Awesome. You guys sounded really excited about that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, let's say this with some gusto. If you can just repeat after me as we go, okay? You can close your eyes if you want to, if that makes you feel better or not, whatever. So, I am healed and whole by the blood of Jesus. I am never forgotten or forsaken by God. I am strong and courageous in Jesus. I listen to the voice of the Lord, and I will speak what he says. All right, let's say this one with some power. This is the last one. I am empowered by the Spirit of God to be bold and speak truth in love. Amen.